This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D I E T Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey, Spilled Milk listeners, it's me, Matthew. And I am writing a new book that's going to be out this summer. It's called Pretty Good Number One, An American Family Eats Tokyo. And it answers the question, what happens if you take my family of three, cram us into a 260-square-foot apartment in the middle of Tokyo, and leave us there for a summer? Uh, The answer may surprise you. Okay, so the reason I'm telling you about this is because right now my book is on Kickstarter to raise money for producing the book. And if we raise enough money, sending me on book tour so I can sleep on your couch and eat all the stuff in your fridge, uh, which I know um, if you're a fan of this show would be a big honor or something. Anyway, you can find the project at bit.ly slash mamster or just go to our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com and find a link to it where you can watch a cute video of me and my daughter Iris and learn all about the book and read the first chapter and stuff. If you like the show, I think you're going to like the book. Thank you for putting up with this commercial message. And now on to the show. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. Today, we are talking about every child's favorite fruit, bananas. Uh, I had someone I had someone tell me uh, the other day that they love our show, but um, they couldn't listen to the yogurt episode because we just kept going all the time. Like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what made me think of it. Uh, yes. So, what were bananas one of your childhood favorites? I hated them. Really? I totally hated them. I had this long running theory um, that. And granted, I I came up with this theory as a teenager, not Mm -hmm. a young child. I don't think I knew what theories were. But anyway, um, I liked the flavor of bananas, and I liked the texture of bananas, but I didn't like the flavor and the texture together. I I think the word cockamamie was coined to describe (laughs) that theory. (laughs) Anyway, I still am pretty picky about bananas. So were there things that you liked that were banana-flavored but didn't have the texture of bananas? Like- I, I did like banana bread. My friend Jennifer, her mother, Linda, made a really great banana bread, and I always liked that as a kid. Go, Linda. Go, Linda. Nice work, Linda. Uh, was it similar to the banana bread that we're eating right now? <laughs> no, Linda's was a little more traditional. It was a banana bread with walnuts. Mm-hmm. The one that we're eating right now and that we're going to be talking about today has chocolate and candied ginger in it. Now, were there any things that you ate as a kid that had the texture of bananas but not the flavor? <laughs> and if so, how did you do that? Mm, well, boogers. <laughs> <laughs> 
only boogers exactly. have a certain age. You don't want them to get too dried out. Oh, yeah, they have to be dry aged. Yeah. Uh, gross. <laughs> um, I uh, I liked bananas a lot as a kid. I still like bananas. Um, the thing the thing that would skeeve me out about bananas as a kid was I didn't like if you got like once the banana was peeled, I, I felt like it had to be eaten immediately. Like sometimes you would get like half a banana like cut through with the peel on in your lunch, and that uh, exposed end um, it, it just you know it started to sort of decompose in a terrifying zombie like way. Your mother has three children. Yes. What was she doing with the, the fourth banana half? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I have two younger brothers, and they're twins. So maybe I got a whole banana by that point, by the time they were getting a lunch, and they would each get half a banana. I'm completely speculating I'm here. I'm glad we sorted this out. This is a cockamamie theory. Yeah. When you eat bananas now, what color do you like them to be? I like them just shy of when the brown spots are starting to merge together. So pretty ripe. Wow. Okay. That is quite right. Okay. I like them when they are solidly yellow with a a few specks, Mm -hmm. uh, no green left on them. Right. But I also, I don't know, when they get too speckled, they get kind of mushy. I don't like that. Well, yeah. And I I mean, I'm willing to risk uh, a a mushy bruise um, that I will have to cut off um, in order to get the texture, the overall super smooth uh, creamy texture that I desire. You're a brave man. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah. So how do you buy bananas? I, I buy them pretty green because I figure that uh, they're less likely to be damaged that way. And then, then I can go ahead and damage them at home. Great. <laughs> um, then again, uh, uh, Lori came home all excited uh, a couple weeks ago because um, she found a, a section of like ready to go bananas Um that these these bananas are just like totally like DTF. What the hell does DTF mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> can you not can you not say it on the show? Right, it's down to something. Okay, got okay. it. Got it. Okay, um, cut that out. Okay, and like you know, like you need bananas for something right now. These bananas will will service your needs, um, and they're like twenty nine cents a pound because uh, they're going to be mush tomorrow. Um, that's really cool when you see that. I think. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys also have a fruit hammock. Oh yes, we have a banana hammock. <laughs> I was leaving you the opportunity yes, to you. say that. Are, um, how, how does that work for storing your bananas? Uh, it works really well. Um, like a. Uh, Every couple of months or so, the screws will get loose and it will collapse spectacularly and dump fruit everywhere. And so, uh, you know, it keeps life interesting. That's great. That's great. That's an amazing gift to give somebody a fruit hammock. Isn't it? I would never yeah. think of it. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was uh, so, so like charged with symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> uh, that was great. Okay. So I know we've talked about frozen bananas on the show several times before because uh, I guess it's just one of our favorite subjects. But let's let's do it again, this being the banana episode and all. Mm. So we have a frozen banana here in front of us. Yes. I'm, I'm going to poke it. Woo! It's like a water balloon. Oh, God. It's like a water bed. It's like, it's like a breast implant. <laughs> only colder. Yeah, only much colder. A breast implant that's this cold. And, and shaped somewhat wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really feel like nothing in the kitchen is is more disgusting to me than a fr- for thawed frozen banana. Uh, I, I would rather, like, 
birth a cow in my kitchen. If you have to open up that frozen banana and use it, do you have a way that you do it? Because I no, do. like I, I do it like it's it's a horrible like mangled botched surgery every time. Oh really? Yeah. Can I just demonstrate Please how I do, do it? So I I hold it up by one end, and I kind of take my finger and I sort of just pinch the peel to tear it open. Oh wow! And then I turn it upside down. <gasps> And I squeeze the banana out. <gasps> oh, that, oh! <laughs> Thank you for that afterbirth. Um, the banana came like sliding out, like down the banana birth canal. Exactly. And splashed Matthew with some um, juices. That's okay. As we established earlier, this uh, this sweater has a moth hole in it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> That was that was amazing. Um, it was much more disgusting looking than the way that I do it, but you didn't have to touch the actual banana goo. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want to touch that stuff. No, I always no. end up touching it. <laughs> don't touch I touched that. it. Um, no, but, it, re- it re- is amazing how sort of soft and gelatinous and slimy it becomes. But yeah, the, but the reason we put up with with uh, disgusting frozen frozen bananas is because they are so useful for baking. Yes. So what what do you do with frozen bananas? So I I have a kind of a uh, I guess you could call it an obsession with banana bread. I have like six different kinds of banana bread that I like to make. Would you take a bite of that frozen banana <laughs> as is for five bucks? No, it has to be way more than five bucks, man. Oh wow! Now we're gonna figure out the price. Um. Anyway, so uh, the banana bread that I made today is uh, it has chocolate and candied ginger in it. It uses a little bit of plain yogurt in the batter. Oh, nice. Um. Anyway, but I also like to make one that's got some cinnamon in it, and then kind of a cinnamon crumble topping. I also make one that is this really weird recipe that has actually no um, egg in it and no butter or oil and it yields a banana bread that's um, almost got kind of a like a breadier texture than than a cakey texture. See, those, those all and sound really good to me. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying this uh, this uh, chocolate and candied ginger one. Um, I, I feel like to me, I like banana bread a lot. Um, I, I want it to I want it to bring something unexpected to the table because I find like the the basic banana bread recipe a little boring. Yeah, you want more than just walnuts, right? Yeah. I rarely make banana bread because I am so fond of making banana muffins, as heard on the muffin episode, and I will link to it again. Couldn't you just make the muffin and bake it in a loaf pan? And wouldn't it be the same? That's a good question. The muffins that I make are are a Cook's Illustrated recipe, and in their uh, long introduction, their long headnote to the recipe, uh, in classic Cook's Illustrated form, they they go into what they feel are the key differences between banana bread and banana muffins. Do I remember what they are? Not really. I think they want their banana muffins to be a little sweeter than banana Mm. bread. Mm. and. I don't know what it is exactly, but when I make banana muffins, I mean, uh, quite a bit of banana goes in, but they don't get like the, uh, you know, the the blackened threads of banana flesh that, mm-hmm. that are a hallmark of banana bread. And I don't know why. What are the blackened threads of banana flesh? I don't wow, know. Wow, that sounds like an amazing, like, the, like an amazing poem. Um, I think want, it could be a, a like, we a should hit. totally have like a poetry slam. I think if we land. wrote a gothic novel self-published Black called The Blackened Threads of Banana, Banana Flesh. We could capitalize on this whole vampire Fifty Shades of Grey thing. <laughs> like like that hit book, Vampire Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that Fifty Shades of Grey was written as like a Twilight Absolutely true. takeoff? Yes. Uh, fanfic. 
fanfic. I, I take off implies that it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to talk about fried bananas. Uh, there's this restaurant in Brooklyn uh, called uh, Gado. It's a uh, Japanese restaurant. Um, I just did the thing <laughs> where I broke into an exaggerated accent. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, well. But if you just say Gado, that sounds, it sounds like a, <laughs> a grade school insult. It does. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, they do this incredible banana tempura de- dessert. And I think fried bananas are so great. They can be done in many different ways, and they're all good. In Thailand, people on the street will have a big vat of bananas frying, and they're like a, a different variety of banana, um, like a more uh, firm, more firm flesh variety, and uh, and they don't coat them, they don't they don't bread them with anything. It's just a a delicious salted fried banana, fabulous. Do you have any thoughts on fried bananas? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, I read a book about bananas recently. Really? Yeah, it was called Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I read a book <laughs> called um, Banana, The Fate of the Fruit That Changed the World, and it was about the history and of uh, bananas and uh, why bananas are... Uh, this sounds like a Mark Kurlansky book. It was kind of like that. It was not by Mark Kurlansky, but it was, um, so it, it was in that style. The cod um, and salt style? It was, you know, it had it went into like uh, the uh, banana republics and why bananas are susceptible um, to these diseases that tend to wipe out the bananas we know and love every fifty years or so, and we have to find a new banana. And uh, how's your how's your search for the new banana going? <laughs> Don't tell Brandon. <laughs> Okay. Hey, so what did you make today? Oh, yes. I made Bananas Foster. Which I have kind of wanted to eat my whole life. Yes. It's one of those sort of classic desserts that verges on, can we say, passe? Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, let's say, old school. Old school. I, I went from not wanting to go anywhere near it uh, for, for a large part of my life to then wanting to try it. And uh, yeah, no, neither of us have ever tried it before today. And it is good. Kind of like it, it, it's in the same category as Peach Melba. Yes, absolutely. Or uh, Cherry's Jubilee. Yes. When I was a kid, um, my mother used to, used to torment me by telling me that, uh, that some people ate bananas with rum for dessert. And like, if I didn't shape up, this is what I would be getting for dessert. Ooh. I'm not even sure if I knew what rum was. Uh, but I knew I didn't want any from the from the tone of voice that she used. Yeah, uh, it turns out first of all, rum is good. Who knew? Surprise, um, surprise! I have had rum before, and bananas Foster uh, is also good. And uh, I, I think I think traditionally it's a it's a New Orleans dish, and I think traditionally it is it is uh, flambéed tableside. Uh, we've played with fire enough on the show recently, so I, I made a non-flambé version. I found it on allrecipes.com. It was uh, submitted by Butter Me Bread. <laughs> um, which, uh, Sorry, I, I, mean to, I did not mean to laugh at your name, Butter Me Bread. Actually, it's me. Shiver Me Timbers. Right, yeah. One of, it's, it, it's a pirate saying that never took off on the high seas. <laughs> Arr, Butter Me Bread. <laughs> But uh, okay, so you melt you melt uh, butter with um, and then uh, stir in uh, rum, brown sugar, toasted walnuts, um, and cinnamon, and uh, then put in some sliced bananas and cook it until the bananas uh, start to get you know start to dissolve a little at the edges and get heated through and uh, the sh- the sugar is all uh, roiling and bubbling um, and then you serve it with vanilla ice cream. It was really, really tasty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, I feel like next time I would cut down a teensy bit on the sugar and use uh, more yes. rum. Uh, I agree. It was uh, it was absurdly sweet, but yeah. it's but it's supposed to be, I yeah. think. Um, are we going to put the recipe up online? Absolutely. Well, we'll link, we'll link to Butter Me Bread's fine recipe. Fantastic. Which is called Bananas Foster 2. Yes. Sequel um, to Bananas Foster Bananas one. Foster 1, uh, <laughs> the fire department had to cut. 
I, maybe it's Bananas Foster the second. Oh, maybe so. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. That's a, it's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> Bananas Foster <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Uh, do you think there's anybody out there named bananas foster i i hope there is there's some there was there was somebody named preserved fish Um, are you serious yes my friend neil demoss uh the first time i uh ever um uh met him uh he lives in new york he took he he, uh thought uh apparently like what would matthew enjoy seeing in new york he took me to a cemetery um where a person named preserved fish is buried (laughs) Really? And he was so right. I loved it. I've been talking about it ever since. <laughs> hey, what do you think of those little tiny bananas? Oh, I was I, I was just thinking about that too. Or finger bananas or <laughs> Are they really called lady bananas? Well, they're lady apples. Is oh, anything maybe, maybe that's where is I got any it. kind of small fruit called lady? I think that is it called a finger banana? <laughs> <laughs> a tiny banana? What's it called? I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Are there lady mangoes? <laughs> um, are there? Uh, uh, yeah, there's so many possibilities. I don't know if I've ever had them. Have you? Mm-hmm. Are they are they different in some noticeable way from from a little um, a little different? I found them slightly <laughs> from mananas, slightly, small, slightly smaller. <laughs> you found them slightly smaller. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Great. Um, uh, I cracked myself. Up. That was that was pretty fun. Thank you. All right. I think we shouldn't push our luck. What? That was like my one joke for the day. <laughs> Just let me enjoy it. Jeez, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, find us on the web um, at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, where we will link to our recipes for uh, banana bread with chocolate and candied ginger and bananas foster the second. Junior. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast where you can like us. And on iTunes where you can leave us a review. Yep. Uh, and uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Try our five minute version, Lady Spilled Milk. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Yes, because clearly your mother and my mother have never had sex. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.